It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. This episode comes by way, once again, by Logan Blake, and he had sent us a topic to talk about changes you'd like to see in our profession, our profession of physical therapy. And I thought this was a good topic, and I'm coming at you solo today from the corner of Real Avenue and Authentic Street. So I made a few bullet points right before I cut on this mic, so here we go. First thing I'd like to see is the DPT, that's the, the current Doctor of Physical Therapy degree, which is the entry-level degree, I'd like to see that change back to a master's because it has been shown to be just an epic failure from the APTA. I, I think that from, from, from my research, and I've actually had the opportunity to talk about this in some classes to undergrads a few years ago, that the profession started out as a certificate then evolved to a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and then a doctor of physical therapy. It came from the top down that, you know, this is our, our vision 2020 that they actually abandoned well before 2020, that the profession is going to be a doctoring profession. And we're going to, along with that, we're going to garner the respect of physicians and, and we're going to be on the same lines as chiropractors and insurance companies are going to respect us, we're going to get paid more. We're going to be direct access practitioners, blah, blah, blah. None of that shit happened. Okay. And you went from a, a two-year degree to a three, it was actually three and a half for us. And if you think about not only the cost of those extra semesters, but the opportunity cost where you could have been out making money, a whole year plus salary, the numbers don't just add up. So that's one of the first things I'd like to see. Along those lines, talking about the APTA, at, at this point, I'd like to see just a brand new professional organization. I am just not a fan of the APTA. It's become clear that we don't share the same goals and values. I recently looked hard to see if there's anything of substance that they've done for, for us recently, because this is a what have you done for me lately society, and I got nothing. I think now's a perfect time to start a new organization with some un unapologetic ass kickers. You might say, but the journals, the journals. Look, I'd rather read the back of a shampoo bottle than read another article about ultrasound in JOSPT or whatever else they're publishing these studies in. Next point, I'd like for us to get paid more. And by paid more, that means that's largely gonna be coming from increased insurance reimbursement. We use their term reimbursement, we're just talking about payments. We still have student physical therapists coming out of school, 150,000 plus in debt, and they're being told by professors that they're gonna make $100,000 in outpatient ortho right out the door, and it ain't happening. We're currently in a recession, inflation is in double digits. I know last week they said 9.1, but they're lying to you. And reimbursement ain't going up. 
But guess what? Your tuition is, your gas is, your grocery bill is, and I hate to be the one to break the news to you, but you're not gonna get that baller income right out of school and you're adopted. But it's not hopeless, there, there's still money to be made, but in order to do that, you're gonna have to do your own research about how to become financially independent, how to become wealthy, and that's gonna, that's gonna take investment. I would really start looking hard at hard assets, whether that's real estate, gold, silver, ammo. Be honest with you, this point in time, ammo is probably the best investment you can make. You just, just do a little research about that. You know, you get you a, a Kratos nine millimeter and see how much that's gonna be worth in about three, six months, you'd be surprised. Next bullet point, direct access. So that kind of falls in line with the whole APTA thing we've talked about thus far. So you will see some publications if you do a Google search that all 50 states have some form of direct access, but if you read the fine print, some of those are, you can only evaluate patients, you can't treat them, but the commonality is that none of us have direct access with some of the federal payers like Medicare, okay? So think about the whole point of us supposedly becoming a doctoring profession because it totally wasn't for us to compete with the chiropractors, right? One of the things was for us to be able to see patients from the street, Medicare, whoever, doesn't matter. We don't have that. And if we look further into Medicare, what they're doing, they're continuing to cut our reimbursement. There's some, there's some recent publications that came out a week or two, so that's not looking good, okay? Uh, I, the next thing I'd like to see, some form of better accountability, perhaps outcomes-based. Mill clinics, mill clinics gonna mill. Knowing the mill clinics, they would probably still find a way to, to lie about it, but maybe if there was some sort of outcomes-based reimbursement, it would result in more pay if you could demonstrate that. That's something that's been in talks for years and years as well too. Ever since I've started my first day on the job 11 years ago, I don't actually see that happening, but it's, it's maybe a pipe dream, but it would be pretty cool. Residencies. You've heard me talk about how I'm not a fan of residencies because again, the numbers don't add up. Why go through your, however long it's taking, depending on what school you go to, your consolidated two and a half year school, your three year school, whatever, do all that time, pay all that tuition, and then take a job right out of school where you're gonna be agreeing to willfully take a, a, a cut in your salary in order to get mentorship from someone who might not actually be a good mentor, right? I've heard all these horror stories about residents being used as cheap labor and they just, you know, they just get to see a ton of patients, they get to hang out with another clinician, just shadow them for an hour a week and then do all their didactic work on some modules on the computer at nighttime. But I do think that if the profession maybe perhaps switch back to that master's degree, you know, maybe consolidated year, year and a half, perhaps two years, and then they tacked on a residency on the back end, right? Where you're, you've graduated from your program, perhaps, you've decided what specialty you're gonna go into, you're actually getting paid, even though it might be a reduced rate, you're still kind of getting treated like a student, but you're making money and you're making that business money along the way, that seems like that could be a win for everybody because the current residency model just does not make any sense. Last bullet point, the formal education system is still very much based around the NPTE. So that's our, for those of you that aren't in the industry, that's the, the licensure exam, the exam we all have to take when we graduate to get our licenses to become physical therapists. That exam appears to still have questions written from the late 80s or the 90s. You're gonna have stuff in there about modalities like ultrasound, iontophoresis, 
you know, all these like stupid things about alignment postures, that's just way, way, way outdated that, you know, any personal trainer down the street in a real practical application could kick your ass on uh, any day of the week and twice on Sundays. So it would be cool if there was some way to maybe update that exam because I get it, accreditation is intense and you have to have all those I's out of T's girls and, and boxes checked, but man, would be good if we could get some things about nutrition, lifestyle, real strength and conditioning, not just three, but three sets of 10 with a one pound dumbbell, just something to think about. So I just rambled for like seven and a half minutes on doom and gloom, but I, I, I can't leave the episode like that. We gotta also talk about some things that we are doing well as a profession. So a couple things that stood out. I think that we're doing a better job as a whole of marketing ourselves and, and leveraging the, the social media platforms, right? I think that there's pros and cons of that whenever you look at Instagram and you, and you steal exercises and try to make your own videos just because they look cool. But at the same time, what that's doing is, is that's getting more exposure to the public. And you're hearing a lot of good things about physical therapists on a national scale. I mean, I listen to Joe Rogan and he is the most, whether you like him or not, he has the biggest reach in the entire planet. And he's him and his guests say a lot of positive things about physical therapists. I mean, recently, Clay Thompson, when the Warriors won their NBA Finals Championship, he hugged his physical therapist, gave him a lot of credit. Joe Burrow, you know, he talks about his physical therapist. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods used to talk about his chiropractor, loved his chiropractor. Now he's starting to talk about his PT a lot. So you're seeing a lot of really cool things with that. It would be nice to see if we can figure out a way to leverage that to our advantage. The thing is, I, I think I think overall the, the quality of our product is good when the environment's not a factor. I mean, it's going to be hard to be good if you're in a bill clinic and you're and you're treating three or four or five patients at a time. It's just you're just putting out fires into the, the day, no matter how good you actually are. So if you can figure out a way to create that environment like we have here, you know, one on one for an hour and network with insurances that are actually going to pay you enough to pay your employees, pay your bills and be profitable. There's lots of ways to do that. Otherwise, you're just probably making excuses. So that's all I got. So if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends and family, and take advantage of all those links in the show notes from our sponsors and affiliates that helps us keep the lights on. And again, like we talked about last week, you can rest assured that knowing all the money goes directly into our bank accounts to buy whatever we want to. This is a Better Faster Podcast. We're out. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor of physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.